Hi, thank you for joining me again on Common Sense Africa. I am Vivian Atut. It's always a pleasure being with you um, on this podcast. Today is an exciting day on the African continent and globally as we remember the 25th of May in 1963 um, that African nations led by the president of Ghana then Kwame Krumah and others met in Addis Ababa Ethiopia for the first time to form the organization of African unity with the sole mandate to encourage decolonization in Africa especially at the time they were looking at countries like Angola like Mozambique like the then South Africa Southern Rhodesia or Zimbabwe and many other countries that were still um, under colonial rule. And another agenda of of the OAU at the time was to forge for freedom on the continent, the growth of the continent, and to ensure that every state in Africa is free and the sons of and daughters of Africa can determine their future and grow on the continent and the African continent can be transformed and benefit its citizens. Close to 60 years after the OAU was formed and later changed into AU, there are many questions on the minds of Africans, whether on the continent or in the diaspora, and even on the minds of many watching. What has been the benefit of the AU? How has the AU helped Africans to meet the African agenda? Um, to, to discuss my thoughts on these and, and other issues around African Day today, I am really excited to, to share with you, um, some of my thoughts on the progress on the continent and actually what I think about Africa Day 2021. So thank you again for joining me on this, um, solar segment on Common Sense Africa. When we look at the trajectory of the African Union over the years, we would see that the African Union continues to meet um, in, 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 in different quarters and to push for an agenda of development in Africa. We saw the recent um, Agenda 2063 um, that was developed um, in 2013 by African leaders and which um, flagship projects and also the first 10 years implementation plan has been rolled out across Africa. Earlier this year, we saw um, the, the, the implementation of one of the flagship um, projects, which was the African Free Trade um, Area Agreement, um, which would see the opening of a market of an over 1.2 billion Africa um, GDP combined on the continent of trillions of US dollar and the flow of goods and services with lots of potentials, but also limitations. Um, but when we look at this progress and other um, flagship, 
flagship projects that the African Union has put in place over the years and also um, in line with the African Agenda 2063. Um, while we celebrate Africa Day um, in 2021, it is important to highlight some of the challenges on the continent, some of the reasons why the ideal of a prosperous Africa, the ideal of freedom, the ideal of an Africa where the sons and daughters of Africa can realize their potential on this continent is still a far-fetched one. And for very various reasons um, I would share my thoughts on these um, in, 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 in this um, podcast. First, COVID-19 that we saw last year came to really um, expose some of the challenges um, on the African continent. The question one would ask is 60 years down the line um, from independence of various African states um, in the late 50s and others that were liberated in the early 60s um, up till this day, we, we, we saw um, following COVID-19 that the African economy still remains a fragile state with over 253 million students um, were going to be unable to access education following COVID lockdown of 2020 and part of 2021 because of lack of infrastructure and technology and IT capability that is able to deal, um, to, to assist the students on the continent to have access to education on an equal footing with those on other parts of the world. Another important thing that we are seeing um, with um, the progress of Africa close to 60 years after the OAU was formed is whether we look at social indicators, infant mortality. Africa still remains one of the continents with the highest infant mortality compared to other regions, whether we look at Asia, whether we look at Europe, whether we look at North and South America. If we look at life expectancy, we still see that Africa still has one of the lowest life expectancy compared to other regions in the world. If we look at communicable diseases, we are still battling with diseases on the continent that have been eradicated in other parts of the world. And our children continue to die from things um, like malaria, polio, and other diseases that have been eradicated in other parts of the world. When we look at other diseases like TB and HIV AIDS, in Africa, we still carry a huge burden of these diseases and a lot of the public expenditure continues to go to dealing with HIV and TB, still exposing some of the challenges that we continue to solve on the continent and issues of maternal mortality um, in other countries where women can go and give birth safely in Africa. The process of giving birth is still that which might cost the life of an expectant mother compared to other regions of the world. These are some of the social challenges 60 years down the line that African governments still continue to grow 
grapple with on an economic front, we can ask ourselves progress in Africa continues to be hindered by things like corruption. Africa still remains one of those continents in the world with highest corruption rates, um, stealing from the poor, stealing for money that could have been used to improve infrastructure, to improve education, to improve housing and other basic needs of the African children still remain within politicians and the politically connected through corrupt means and others and we continue to see economic challenges when we look at funding funding remains a fundamental challenge on the african continent to push the african agenda forward and whilst african governments remain indebted to international organizations like the imf and others and 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 the, the eu among other funders and more recently china and European countries and other countries um, in other parts of the world to fund strategic um, infrastructure development and other development on the continent. They, there is a need close to 60 years um, after the AU was formed or the OAU was formed and later changed to the AU. It is a time for African leaders to pause and say, wouldn't it be time to look at domestic resource mobilization? How can we raise funds within the continent to be able to meet the continent's own needs? When we say African solutions to African problems, it includes things like funding because without the critical funding, we continue to see massive infrastructure challenges. Whether we look at physical infrastructure, whether we look at IT infrastructure, all kinds of infrastructure challenges, including challenges in, 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 in government. We have fragile governments in Africa. We continue to see countries in Africa whereby government continue to change the constitutions to suit them. Government continue to, to, to do things outside the constitutions of the nations and go unpunished um, because of weak state and weak accountability at all fronts and to the suffering of African um, people. And when we look at things like poverty and inequality in Africa, Africa remains one of the poorest continents um, in the world um, where you, you would you you would say that it is it is better to be poor in another country than to be poor on the in, in, in Africa, because the poor in Africa, many are actually desperate for food and inequality, and which has not um, been resolved close to 60 years um, after independence, where we see the rich getting richer and the poor remaining desperate. It is time for Africa to pause and say, why we reflect on Africa Day, may we go back to the founding fathers and see what was the real intention behind forming the AU, behind forming the OAU that was later transformed into AU, the original intention to see a transformed Africa, to see a decolonized Africa, to see a prosperous and a developed Africa 
um, close to 60 years since 1963 when the OAU was formed, that dream of a prosperous Africa, a decolonized Africa, a, a, a transformed and developed Africa, that dream is still a far-fetched dream for most Africans. Many Africans still um, experience all kinds of oppressions, both at home and abroad. And I think it is time to pause and say, if Africa is truly going to live with the ideals of the AU as was originally enshrined, it is time for Africa to reflect on its leadership, to reflect on corruption, to reflect on, on social issues that are plaguing the continent, to reflect on the kind of governments that we have on the continent and see how do we have capable government, capable systems, capable institutions, capacity on the continent that is so blessed, a continent that holds a huge reserve of natural resources, a continent with a massive um, human resource capability in terms of a youthful population, educated population, but yet a continent that is so poor. There is hope in Africa, but if only African leaders and the peoples of Africa pause and, and reflect on where we are and make up our minds to, 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 to re-channel our energy, to re-channel our resources towards solving the issues that continue to keep Africa where we have been and to move this agenda of development, this agenda of transformation, this agenda of decolonization forward in the spirit of the founding fathers. Long leave the people of Africa, long live the agenda of decolonization, long live the agenda of transformation on the African continent. Until next time, thank you for joining me on this um, episode of Common Sense Africa. Be well. <music>